John chapter 6, beginning in verse 46. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God, he has seen the Father. I want to emphasize here that no one has ever seen God the Father except his son Jesus. But then you go and read the end of the book of Revelation, and you'll see in the New, New, Heaven, New Jerusalem, the Father dwells with us. And I just want to get you excited that one day we will see God. And that's an incredible thought. No one has ever seen him. But we will see him because he will dwell among us. And then Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. You see, you have to be taught, and then you have to choose to believe what you heard, and then you have to choose to receive the man that you believe to be your Savior. And that's why it's important to share your faith with others, because it says in Romans, how shall they believe on him whom they have never heard? And frankly, as I look back on my life, I was never an atheist nor an agnostic, but nobody ever said a word to me about receiving Christ. I was president of the young people of the church. I went to a church camp. Not one person ever said, the way to know God is through his son, Jesus Christ. And yet I celebrated his birthday, big time. I celebrated his resurrection, big time. But I didn't know. And then finally, somebody told me in a Bible class. And I remember thinking, man, I never heard that before. And I chose to believe it because I already believed there was a God. And once I chose to believe it, he revealed to me that I had to receive him. And so I did. And here I am. And then he says, I am the bread of life. Now, bread is necessary to live. It's food. It speaks of food. And he reminds these Jews, that's who he's speaking to, that your father ate manna in the wilderness and died. This is the bread which came down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. Now, don't think this is cannibalism, but this is symbolic of how we have to, what relationship we have to have with, with Jesus. He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eats of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread I will give him is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Now this is symbolic. When you eat, and swallow what happens to you to the food. It goes into your body and it does what it's supposed to do. And you don't have any control over where that food goes. And everybody knows what it means to eat. Everybody in the whole wide world, they don't even have to be educated. They know what it means to eat. And when you receive Jesus Christ, he comes into you just as the food you swallow. And then he takes over. 
and he begins to, to accomplish the work he wants to do inside of us. But then in verse 52 of chapter 6 of John, the Jews strove among themselves. They were arguing. They said, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? I can understand why they'd say that. Because if I didn't know what I know about the word of God, I would think that's cannibalism. And look at Jesus' answer. You see, he knew what they were doing. He knew they were arguing among themselves over who he was and what does it mean to eat his flesh. It means to take him into your body. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you. Remember, that's extra important. Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now, surely you know he wasn't speaking of take a bite out of me. He was using that as a symbolism for all of us. The bread of life satisfies you. The blood of Jesus cleanses you and makes you whole. In 54 verse, he said, Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. We look forward to resurrection from the dead. We all know we're going to die. We just don't know how or when. I heard somebody say, nobody ever got out of here alive. Well, we have a possibility of getting out of here alive. We're a, a generation that I believe has a good chance. And that will be at the rapture. But you have to have taken him into your life and let him be a part of you. He said, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. You see, we are in the body of Christ. The believers in the world today make up his body and he is in me and I am in him. There's no safer place to be. There's no better place to be than in the word, in the man who created it all and having him in us. As the living father has sent me and I live by the father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. I just had lunch with some friends today, and we were talking about how in this confused world, it's such a comfort to know we're in Christ and he's in us. And that's the only safe place to be. And as we look at things disintegrating and falling apart around us, we're safe and secure in the body of Jesus Christ. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. That's the promise. You take him into your body and you live forever with him. 
These things saith he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Now he's speaking to the Jews. Many therefore of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? That's the disciples. And I believe today that in many churches, the pastors are afraid to say hard things because it may run people away. But hard things are good for us. But the disciples recognized, God, this is really weird. What is he saying? We should eat his flesh and drink his blood. Does he realize what he's doing? And then Jesus is so funny. He knew that the disciples murmured, and he said unto them, Does this offend you? Isn't that funny? He knows exactly what's going on in their heart. He also knows exactly what's going on in my heart. I can fool you, but I can't fool him. He knows the intent of my heart. He knows the desire of my heart. And he knows the motivation of everything I do. And then he went on to say, What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? You think this is a hard saying? What you going to do if you see me descend, ascend up to heaven? It's the spirit that quickeneth. That means makes alive. And remember, we are body, soul, and spirit. Our body is the temple for the soul and the spirit. The soul is the seat of our personality. No, I'm sorry. Yes, the seat of our personality. It's our mind, will, and emotion. It's how we communicate with each other. We make decisions based on what we know. If you make decisions based on how you feel, you make some pretty bad decisions. But if you make them based on what you know to be the truth, you make good decisions, and then you feel good. But we're all born spiritually dead. And God has to quicken us and make our spirit alive. Therefore, we communicate with Him through the Spirit. We communicate with each other through the soul. He said, it's the Spirit that quickened. The flesh profiteth nothing. That's a hard saying to me. Anything I do in the flesh is no good. So I sit down to record this podcast if I do it in the flesh, it's not worth anything. And I want those of you listening to know, before I turn on my cell phone to record this podcast, I pray for you. I don't know who you are, and I don't know where you are. But my prayer is, God, I make myself available to you, my mind, my heart, and my mouth, using your word, and my mouth speak to your people that might tune in and listen and meet their needs. Encourage them in this discouraged world and confused world. I would never turn on my phone to record without praying for you and that God would speak through me to you. And I never hear from anybody 
I don't know if there's any way you could communicate with me. I don't need to communicate with you except through this means. I don't have to know what God's doing in anybody's life. I only have to know that he's in control of my life as I read his word and it goes out to you. He said, the, the flesh prophets, remember that friends. I don't want to get to heaven and find out nothing I've done counts for anything. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. He, through the spirit, gives us life. And then in verse 64 of chapter 6, he said, there's some of you that don't believe. You see, he knows. And he knows if you believe, those of you that are lit, he knows. Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. You see, Judas was among them. He said, Therefore said I unto you, No man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. You see, when we decide we want to know God, he brings somebody to us to tell us the gospel. He burdens our heart to believe it and to receive it. And then God becomes our Father. Jesus becomes our Lord and Savior. And look what happened. <laughs> From that time, many of his disciples went back and didn't serve him anymore. Isn't that amazing? And I think there are a lot of pastors of churches that are afraid the congregation will leave if they speak hard things. But again, I say, we need to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. And if it's hard to hear, so be it. And then Jesus said unto the 12, there were 12 left, are you gonna go away also? Then Simon Peter answered and said, where would we go? I love that. I love Peter. Nobody else has the word of life. There's nowhere to go. And we believe and are sure that you are Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them and said, Have, I, have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Oh my, he knew. He knew what was ahead of him. He knew everything. And he knew Judas was sitting there and he was going to betray him. He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. I just hope that this lesson will encourage you. Just as you ate your lunch or eat your dinner, and the food becomes a part of your body, so Jesus Christ wants to come into your life and be a part of you and give you the food you need, which is the word of truth, and satisfy your emotional needs, which is peace and joy and comfort. And this is not a time for believers to be afraid. This is a time for believers to be trusting. So thank you for listening. God bless you. Share with a friend.